All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And uh, uh, kind of a small little update here off on the side. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's really been noticing it. I did a little different with the podcast last week, but if you did have any buzzing or backfeed or static in previous episodes and you caught that, I think the problem's been fixed. So mm. just kind of like a small update. Uh, Craig and I probably wouldn't have heard it here while we're recording, but I uh, somebody mentioned it, which I appreciate that. Appreciate that feedback and everything. And it was weeks of extensive stuff, and I think it's pretty much like 99% gone. If you look for it, you might be able to find it and hear it if you blast everything really loud. But for the most, it was it was steadily getting worse and worse, too. Like last week, it was really bad, so I had to revert back to an old, uh, old microphone. Uh, so it was kind of like archaic mode for me. But, uh, but all in all... We're we're back. I think we're good. I was worried that my most expensive piece of audio equipment had gone bad, but that was not the case. So uh, things are looking all right now. So yeah, I mean, we did this full time. We get paid for doing this. It'd be better, but yeah, you know, I, I was maybe or who knows. I was almost at a loss. Like uh, I thought that I lost the soundboard. Like that's why I thought the issue was, and I was almost going to go into desperation mode and be like. Yeah, anybody can help us out to replace this piece of equipment. But fortunately, like I said, that's not the <laughs> issue. And I, to be honest, I don't really even know what the issue was. All I know is I fixed it. Right. So yeah. praise the God. We're still going. Things still moving along. Things going good. So, uh, but uh, before we kind of jump into things, Craig, how how did you weather the storm did you do okay this past weekend i, I haven't heard well it, you know it's just I tell you man michigan people really we you know we try not to complain about the weather but this is i mean we're we're almost through with mark uh april and we're still getting kind of snow here and you know it's starting to you know i'm starting to i almost want to throat punch mother nature <laughs> really bad right now you know and, and i tell you man this is just it's ridiculous you know I, you know i think the potholes and the rough roads that michigan has is uh, there on purpose so we can actually get through the snow you know if we had smooth roads it probably wouldn't work very well so but yeah it, it you know i think you're starting to see it come out in people a little bit more you know little tensions are high people are mad well, heck, look at Twitter, man. Look at Michigan fans. They're already mad. <laughs> They're well, mad for no apparent reason sometimes. Uh, they get yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. I, yeah. I mentioned something even about that where I don't I don't bother with the nonsense. That's, that's yeah. not the route I roll. But, but, yeah, for those of you, since we have listeners all across the country, actually uh, quite a few places around the world, but for those of you who have not been blessed with being in Michigan – here it is in April, which is ridiculous. But being in Michigan during the winter and everything, it's not trial by fire. It's mm-hmm. trial by ice and sleet right. and rain and snow and just about every other cold element that you could possibly think of. Right. So yep. that that is what you come to here. But it's it's great most of the time. Some of the time. Yeah. It just doesn't want to quit. No. So, it just doesn't. So. It's like the spirit of Michigan football. It just doesn't want to quit. It doesn't it doesn't want to go away? No, it just it just keeps on keeping on, man. Every time you think it gets good, somewhat good, it just doesn't. It just keeps, yeah, persistent, man. Yeah, I'll say I'll say this much before we move on, though. Is like I just gave up. Like I was just like it happened, and I was just like, no, I refuse to accept this. I was like, I'm not shoveling my driveway. Whatever happens, happens. Just let it go. I will drive through, you know, ice ruts and whatever for however long it lasts. And here it is. Uh, it's already gone. It was basically gone yesterday and melted. And I just shoveled a little bit because somebody had to, had to deliver something to my house, and I didn't want them slipping on my sidewalk. Right. But I was just like, outside of that, I was like, no, I'm, 
Mother Nature, do your worst, but I'm not going out there and shoveling my driveway one more time. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you. It's just, you know, I, it's that you put away the clothes, you bring them back out. You put away the clothes, you bring them back out, you know. And, yeah, I've been doing – I did that at least two or three times already. So I keep putting away my coat. You know, I've got this box I put all my winter stuff in sometimes, and I got to pull it back out again. So it's, it's just, yeah. Someday, yeah. someday, maybe maybe by, maybe by August we'll put that stuff away. But yeah, yeah. but uh, here we are, uh, still in April, still cold, but things are always happening all the time with Michigan football, good or bad or whatever you want to call it. Indifferent, yep. Yeah, indifferent. Some something's always going on. So. Yeah. Um, uh, we're, we are waiting for the day that this, I guess you would almost say, case closes and, you know, is done. The book is closed. Yeah. And it's set in stone. But we still sit here waiting for a final verdict with Shea Patterson. So there was a little bit that came out. Craig, uh, what's what's our latest update? Well, it. Um, just being on Twitter and there's a few Twitter news out there and, you know, and there's a few things kind of buzzing around talking about that. It seems the NCA is might be caving into just settling this quickly and getting it over with so we can move on in, in, in terms of it, it, what it sounds like in Michigan's favor where they would allow, eligibility for Shea Patterson, which would be very, very cool, I think, for Michigan. But, um, but you know, we're kind of stuck in this every time we hear this. It's like two weeks, one more a week, uh, you know, got another month or weeks. You know, we'll know in a week, and we never do. So, but it sounds like some things are starting to move a little bit in, in the direction of Shea getting his um, – uh, able to play here in Michigan, which is would be great news. Which would be interesting because NCA would be it kind of be a first for them, and it might open up a little bit of crack and door at. Um, but you know, we're not even talking about Shea Patterson. We're talking about other players too from Old Miss that that are kind of going through this too. So, and it would kind of open the door for them too to even start. But uh, this might start a trend on other colleges that kind of led. And lied and, and and deceitful as uh, Hugh Freeze was at Old Miss, and it looks like uh, what went on there for other players to able to use that and say, "Hey, you know what? You lied to me. You, you know, you said some things that were untrue to keep to actually keep me here." And that's what Shay kind of put in his in his. I think I'm I'm not sure how many pages it was, but it was a lot lengthy. I think was a hundred. I don't know. I'm trying to look that up. But uh, it's a lengthy, um, lengthy uh, to what he really wanted to get. And it sounds to me like this might happen with other colleges and other things. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a good thing that if you're a college student, a player that brought in on a scholarship to go to a college, and then you find out that uh, there's all kinds of um, uh, mishandling and, and suspensions and all kinds of things that your coach lied to you about, and you don't get, and you get the transfer, but you, I don't think you should be able to sit a year. So this might open up a really cool thing for us. But, uh, but um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to speculate on it. I just know that that's the rumors out there. Yeah, and Kirk Herbstreet, uh, I can't, I don't know who it was in conversation with uh, that it came up with him at one point here recently, and he was uh, essentially on the side of you know, in the in light of these circumstances and just exactly what you were saying, Craig, where if a player is, you know, essentially on the wrong end of the stick with a situation that happens with the university, and uh, for. Mm-hmm lesser terms get screwed by the university put in a bad predicament and everything they should allow players in these certain circumstances to just be able to transfer without any um, backlash or any delay of playing time and things like that uh, so Kirk Herbstreit is on the side of uh, allowing players from Ole Miss specifically I think he was uh, referring to Shea Passion to be able to play um, and I think I saw if I'm not mistaken um, Ole Miss put out um some kind of an argument 
or a uh, rebuttal or statement at one point not too long ago about, uh, and I think it was the idea of, you know, obviously keeping things where if you transfer, you have to sit out for a year. Um, But there was no further pursuit after that. I think people were maybe anticipating it or maybe there was a specific time frame that they could maybe uh, expand on what they said. But uh, as of now, it looks like they just made one statement and boom, that might possibly be it. I can't remember where that came from, but I thought somebody was reporting that today or this week. So, yeah, we're still at square one of just watching and waiting. So we will be paying attention to that as long as there might be information coming up with that. But yep. uh, there were certainly some other things that came out this week and kind of puts us in a weird spot because we're going to talk about it, but we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, the funny thing is we talked about it before the show on whether we should talk about it, about, about talking about it, about something we shouldn't talk about. <laughs> yeah. And, and so if for those of you who know what's going like who have seen some things about this you're going to understand what we're saying but if you're coming into this and have not heard anything about the situation you're probably going to be scratching your head after we get done with this yeah cuz i cuz we are yeah basically know <laughs> yeah basically here and i can't remember the specific day but recently recent events uh mimbosa who was a linebacker for michigan who actually has not been on michigan's roster for a while. I believe that someone reported that may have been back as far as November that he was no uh, officially no longer with the team. But uh, so former Michigan, uh, as of recently, former Michigan Wolverine player. Right. There was some odd uh, and unsettling tweets that were sent out by him. Um, that were, I guess, for lack of a better word, disturbing, and people were unaware of what was going on. There wasn't really a lot of context with it. There were things involved, uh, kind of talking about physical harm and kind of things of violence and different things like that. And and then at one point in time, I think in a reply to one of them or in the thread of what he was saying, he tagged uh, head coach Jim Harbaugh, uh, his account on Twitter. Basically, that's almost everything that we have uh, that that's been put out there. And so with that being there, we're not going to really dive into it because we don't really know anything other than Michigan has said that they're I'm kind of summarizing and recalling exactly what I've read and things like that. But essentially, it's just like they're concerned with everyone's safety and well-being and they are looking into it and I believe working with. Um, not just kind of like uh, university police, but uh, the Ann Arbor police and everything and making sure that everything is good because there were some things in there that are in kind of context potential uh, threatening and things like that. So it's very vague. We can't really say a whole lot about it, but we kind of know that's a really hot topic on Twitter right now. Yeah, And so for us to kind of brush over it and not say anything would kind of maybe leave some people wondering if we even saw or existing or anything like that. But we it's a very sensitive situation and we hope and pray that everyone associated with it in whatever form is safe and uh, we're we're thinking of their well-being, whatever the situation is. So uh, hopefully it is being resolved or has been resolved. But, uh, but yeah, there's with a really sensitive situation like this, like a lot of people are kind of like, Oh, do you hear things? Do you know, maybe any kind of insider information with a situation like this, we're probably not going to hear anything more than anybody else's. So You're right. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what else you might want to add to it, but I feel yeah. like that sums up a lot of it. Yeah, it does. And you, you know, I'm going to be there with you. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. What went on? Obviously, there's a lot of cryptic. I call it cryptic tweets by uh, by Embos Emboss Say, you know, I can't even say his name very well. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> butchering it too, like you. Um, uh, the linebacker for Michigan um, in a series of them, one after another, and uh, like you said, 
and what I mean cryptic is, you know, I don't know if the guy was kidding or things like that, but it certainly looked like you know, the word, you know, we don't want a murder case on, on, on our hands and then tagging to, uh, Jim Harbaugh on that and saying, I know everything. And, you know, alluding to the probably the suspension and w why he was let go because he had to deal with a family matter. And I don't know the dynamics in that with Jim Harbaugh and what you know why he was let go or suspended. All he was suspended wasn't he was he wasn't kicked off the team. But um, so yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it's kind of like one of those things where I don't know where that where his head is when he did that or what's going on in that particular area. But, um, you know, I, like you said, I think you said it well, when you said, I, you know, I hope everybody kind of comes away with being all right in this and maybe be able to move on. And, um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's a weird thing to see and, and to figure out when you're, you really aren't, you aren't there to know anything about it. So, um, you and I really don't know anything. <laughs> so we're only going by what people have, you know, are, are thinking what I think it out, you know, I think the only thing that you and I can agree on is if you're going to post on Twitter and social media about this, that you actually think that, you know, you don't know. So don't do it. <laughs> so you don't know what's the dynamics on Jim Harbaugh's side or his side. So I'm not saying either one of them's lying. I just know maybe there was some miscommunication, you know, or something went down and, that's all we know, and I'm not going to really comment too much about it. So, yeah. So just uh, just to kind of acknowledge it, and like we said, you know, hoping that everything gets resolved and understood, because like yeah, I, you put it well in saying that was kind of cryptic and uh, things like that. So uh, hoping it gets resolved and that everybody's okay through that experience, whatever it may be in however long it uh, may take to pan out. So, um, and then was there anything else for uh, kind of the small intro topics there? Or I think uh, kind of jumping into the main main content? No, you know, obviously you've got uh, um, some of the recruit, you know, the recruiting thing still uh, kind of a, you know, that's another thing, you know, you and I would, kind of mentioned that it always seems to come up at about this time is the recruiting process and what's happening with Michigan and you and I are probably dive into it. We will dive into it. Uh, the recruiting as it gets you know closer to the season and who we're getting, but then, you know, these people that are just, you know, if we're not getting all five stars, then it's a, it's not good for Michigan. And, you know, and I, you get people on our side saying Michigan's losing out on recruits, and then you get people saying we're doing really, really well, and you know, and and starting to see that little heated topic come up with within the fans. And and you and I are one of these people that just has to trust Jim Harbaugh. He knows what he's doing. He's getting the right guys. People that want to go to Michigan, we want people that want to go to Michigan. That's the thing. They want to play for Michigan. They love this school. They love playing for Jim Harbaugh. That's the kind of players we want. And, um, you know, we're all fans. We're all fans of Michigan. We want uh, Michigan to succeed. We want to win. But uh, sometimes we're just going to have to agree to disagree sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's absolutely right. We're going to be talking more about recruits and everything. I'm not going to say and necessarily guarantee that's going to be the next episode, but that'll be coming up here because there have been some uh, some things have progressed and transpired here with Michigan football recruiting for the uh, 2019 class and also beyond and things like that. So some more information on that front that we won't be diving into tonight because tonight we mentioned um, – talking about and kind of a reaction in, to the documentary on the Michigan football team for 2017, All or Nothing. And Craig and I will be uh, kind of sharing a few more of our thoughts. We shared a lot of them last week. A few more of our thoughts, but more of a reaction of, okay, more of an insight on what happened in 2017. Now that we know this and now that people are aware of this, what are we thinking about 2018 looking forward? Uh, but we do have a voicemail. Um, we will see. I have not listened to it yet. 
but we will see if it uh, directly relates to the documentary and looking forward to the, uh, to the 2018 season, but we'll check it out here. Oh, and it's slowly loading. Slow. Slowly. I had it loaded earlier, but apparently it wants to reload. Okay, uh, we'll check out this voicemail here and then coming up. What's going on, fellas? I know what this is, Stephen Brown. Listen, this is not necessarily about Michigan, but it, it is. You know, I've been on Twitter lately, and I've, I've really, I've really had it up to so well. When I say here, I, I can't. You can't be too tall to have it up to a certain level of Michigan State fans. Like these are the these. Some of these fans are just sickos, man. Like they have more excuses than than. You know, people in you know child support court, man. It's uh, it's like, man, they really don't see the seriousness of this. But they 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 they'll talk about on the field. They'll talk about John O'Corn, Wilson State, whomever, um, two and eight. But they just it seems like they they really don't see how terrible of a university they represent. Like, I mean, man, it's it's pretty sad. Like, like these are human beings. Like, a good friend of mine, he's from Detroit. His name is Vernon. He and he went to Michigan State. Like he he's even disgusted. But you got some of these people, and and they're not even that good in football. They keep talking about going to the conference playoff, and you get you get wiped out when you got there. And then they they forgot the three and nine season. I mean they they just let a racist back on the team. I mean you know what kind of like they're Baylor East. They're true. I, and I, I tweeted that they're truly Baylor East. That's what they become. They they they're trying to you know cover things and they 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 is cover up. They're trying to pay people off. Like if if Michigan ever did that, man, I'd be so done with them. I'm throwing away everything I have in Michigan. I, I don't care. But a lot of these fans, some of them, some of them do, but most of them don't. They don't care. You know, it's always somebody else. It's ESPN's fault. Whomever TMZ. I don't know who's it for CBS Sports. I mean, I'm surprised. You know. They're not, they're not, you know, blaming Coach Harbaugh for what's going on. I mean, it's just sad. But they'll bring up Brent Perry. They'll bring up Brendan Gibbons. I mean, when they're in the news more than Donald Trump, man, it's just weird, man. Like, it's just a rant. But they ain't those guys are pitiful, man. It, it's, oh, yeah, Saints going to get cleared. It's all good. I, I've known that for months. But, man, I, I just, I can't wait for the game in October, God willing. I can't wait. I can't wait to go and beat them in the house. We don't have most of Brady Hope guys who, 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 and I'm not talking. I'm talking about the, the Lavert Hills and the not Lavert Hills, the Delano Hills and the Channing Strickland and all those guys. These are real players, man. I can't wait to coach Harbaugh's guys, mess them up. But dang, I, I mean, I really, I like, I really don't like those guys. I really don't like Michigan State, man. I really don't like those guys. I said it's just a rant, man. But I really don't like those guys. That's a sick university, man. All right, I'm, I'm done, man. All right, Stephen with the voicemail. We always appreciate you calling in. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely not uh, necessarily related to the main topic that we'll be talking about today, but we'll uh, gladly talk about the voicemail. Thank you for that. And we uh, we welcome uh, people calling and sharing their opinions and everything. And uh, so we played that on there. We talked about it a little bit, and yeah. that situation seems to be one that's not going away. Uh, yeah, probably not going to dive too deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Stephen, I will say this: uh, I think that you uh, might be able to um, uh, feel a little bit more for Craig, considering that he is uh, essentially behind enemy lines and has to deal with it on a yeah. uh, uh, large basis, continual basis, and things yeah. like that. But uh, but yeah, actually, it's. And plus the fact that I, you know, I'm pretty good friends with one of the Nasser victims, so or one one of the first women who actually came out and said something. So, but I know her personally, and she goes, she lives in my town. So yeah, it's a, it's a hey, like you you said, Caleb, you know, might be a little bit. Uh, you know, like oh, I'd like to remove myself from it sometimes because I can get heated up because she is a friend and. And and to see, look, my my quick opinion would be everything you said is absolutely right there, and 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 there are some certain things you have to if you weed through the junk, 
and everything that's going on, you'll even see some of the fans of Michigan State that are starting to come around saying, hey, this isn't – look, when the fans start rising up against Michigan State, then you'll start seeing changes. And once the Michigan fans – or Michigan State fans start doing that, that's when – and the people – the students, the faculty start rising up, then you'll see change. Um, until they do that, and the excuses on a certain aspect, not all – but uh, there's a big number of people who just don't want Michigan State to be like a Baylor or a Penn State or anything like that. And it, to me, it's all about doing the right thing. And if Michigan State seems to be constantly shooting themselves in the foot and they just have a hard time doing the right thing. And it's really, like you said, I'm right here in the heart of it. It's really, really tough because nobody talks about it here. <laughs> they don't I don't hear anybody talk about it because it's probably embarrassing. And like he said, if Michigan was doing this, he's absolutely right. I would be writing or talking and probably collectively getting so and using my social media prowess and getting everybody together to and band together and say this can't happen at our, the college that we love and and um, yeah, Michigan State's got to do that. The fans got to do that. They got to rise up to get a, get their college back. And until you, until they start doing that, you know, it's just going to keep going, man. They're going to keep protecting the brand and not the and, and not these uh, victims. So it's a kind of a sad thing to watch, really. Yeah, no, it's it's a sticky situation, and and my small brief take on it here and everything and I know that uh it's difficult because we just got a, a small glimpse from what you were saying Craig and a small glimpse from what Stephen was saying and I, I know that's not all inclusive in uh the entire thought process but I'll, I'll say this before before I kind of get started on everything and I think everybody kind of realizes this is that not all MSU graduates and or fans are necessarily the same as you see on Twitter because uh, obviously usually what you see on Twitter are the most vocal ones. And it seems like as of late, they're the more obnoxious ones that don't seem to be uh, thinking very clearly about things. But, it, yeah, it's unfortunate. And it's it's shocking that it's taken so long um, for it seems like any progress. I mean, it seems like actually, if anything, uh there have been steps backward rather than forward with the situation. Um, and in, in any and all these situations, because there's arguments on from all different areas of, you know, what's true, what's not, um, and different things like that. And, and we always say on here all the time, and we know that there is a good amount of it out there, that the truth comes out and that, Justice is served, and in this situation, which is surprising that we essentially have to say this, that it's sooner rather than later because this is getting drawn out and it's not helping anybody. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and and I'll say this too: like there there are unreasonable people on both sides because uh, right. there are some people that have wanted to say some things too but when when you see people say certain things whatever side it's on that's so unreasonable ridiculous and outlandish saying something to them is not really going to accomplish anything um there have maybe been some instances where it's the appropriate thing where essentially, you know, because there's a lot of ta attacking out there, it's better to say something to the person who's being attacked and support them rather right. than going to the person who's doing the attacking because essentially that's like talking to a wall and getting no work done. So if you go to the person who's getting verbally attacked or, you know, yelled at essentially on Twitter, they're going to be more receptive of you supporting them and, things yeah. like that. So I think I may have said a little bit more than I plan to, but yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that it gets resolved soon. Uh, sports aside with it all. I mean, <laughs> we've always, uh, anybody really as Michigan fans has had their own, uh, back and forth with Michigan state fans from the sports side of things, but with this and yeah, I, yeah, this, this just, this should be more of a, uh, just humanistic, side of thing it, it put the college aside put the fan base put everything aside and it's just really 
we need to start doing the right thing, regardless if it might hurt the brand. <laughs> and that's the thing is we're talking about human beings. We're talking about women, you know, people that don't feel safe and they've been attacked and it's just, we get, it, you know, at least do the statement of we need to figure out what, you know, what the case is, try to figure out what the right thing to do and try to understand that what went on, get the facts straight, and then you deal with it and you do deal with it the right way. That dealing with it isn't protecting the brand of Michigan State. That's not the that's not how you handle things. You handle things by saying we gotta these people's lives might have been affected, you know, forever, and yet we're still worried about this the brand of Michigan State and sorry, we're talking about human beings. There's you know, I'm talking about souls, people who um um, we're going to go through life living with this the rest of our lives. So it's, uh, it's meaningful and, you know, yeah, Michigan state at this point needs to just do the right thing. Yeah. And, and th- there's one other thing that I kind of forgot to get to because you, you talked about, and both Steven also talked about it, but it's just like, if this happened in Michigan and of course, everybody's going to say, yeah, it's easier saying it when you're on the other side of things and when it's not exactly the case, but, um, I honestly believe that I would be on in the same situation where it's just like if this happened at Michigan, it it would be disgusting and I would be furious. Oh yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I would uh, want it to be handled and taken care of and uh, taken care of properly. And you know, the right people, obviously, like we were just saying. Uh, justice is served and things like that. But honestly, like in a situation where it's been this bad and this uh, insane and everything, it's just like, this is kind of what I would personally say. And I'm not telling MSU people to say this or anything, but I'm just kind of from perspective and everything. And it's just like, I would still say I am a Michigan fan, but what is currently going on is Mm -hmm. not the traditional Michigan as we know it. It's tainted. Something is wrong with it. It's a sickness. It's a virus. It's out of control. And honestly, if the best thing to do is to shut down athletics for a year to purge this, as much as that would suck and as much as that would hurt financially, do it because nothing is more important than people's lives and individuals' well-being. Yeah. Yep, Exactly. As yep. much as it would suck. I mean, as as close as Penn State was to that, to being completely shut down and things like that for some sorts, for for football and things like that. It's like, do right. what you need to do to, most importantly, help the people, but then get it back to where it runs properly and you're not having this toxic environment that is being supported by the university and the athletic department and the people who are running the ship. Right. So yep, exactly. No, no, you're absolutely right. So yep, got to do it. So anyways, that's, that's uh, a little bit off topic, but following up with the voicemail and everything, and there could be a lot more said with that. And as we always say, it's a very unfortunate situation. So uh, our belief and hopes are that the sooner things get resolved and, um, things like that uh, to help the people in that situation that are that have been affected and are yeah. continuing to be affected by that. So, yep, no, I agree. Kind of a somber note, uh, but we will continue to move forward. Uh, thank you again, Stephen, for that voicemail. Um, we were uh, we're going to spend the rest of the time talking. Uh, what we mentioned last week is we'll be touching on reactions from All or Nothing, the documentary, the quote-unquote inside view that we now have of the football program and what we think moving forward for 2018. And we're not going to necessarily come out and say what we believe the record's going to be and everything, but now that basically everyone or anyone who's seen the documentary has a better understanding of what's going on. Uh, Craig, do you want to get the conversation started, or do you want me to start talking about it? Yeah, go ahead, and I'll just kind of piggyback off of you. So, okay. Well, with the, uh, I, I think uh, as anybody who's seen it, who's a Michigan fan, um, it was even though 
there was the dread because you know how bad of a season 2017 was. Uh, you, I feel like almost anyone could walk away from the documentary and feel good and be like, wow, that was really insightful. And honestly, I, I, feel, I feel better having watched it. I felt right. better having watched it. Yeah, me too. And, and uh, like we said last week, I think one of the biggest insights was into Pep Hamilton, who he was, how he operates, working with the quarterbacks and things like that. And I, I think that uh, it could be a very good thing with him sticking around and things like that. Of course, you know, time will tell. Mm-hmm. And I am more optimistic about 2018. I feel like, and I'm not saying that's a fluke or anything, but I almost feel like 2017 was a perfect storm. And honestly, might turn out to be a really, really good thing for the football program. Because right. Uh, you know, coming in with two double win, uh, double digit win seasons for Jim Harbaugh and company, even with the rough record against rivals and things like that, uh, then dropping to the eight and five record. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think right. that it might kind of be a wake up call, not necessarily saying that they weren't focused, that they weren't working hard enough, but it's just like. Put in my mind the idea of, okay, this is top to bottom. Every team or every uh, part of the team, every position, every player coming together to make it work. And the defense does really good with that. Defense has been doing great. Um, But obviously more specifically the offense. And I, I remember during the season I put a lot on the offensive line, which there was a lot of responsibility to put on the offensive line. But I don't necessarily say I, I solely uh, put, I don't know if I would want to say the blame or the responsibility on the offensive line in certain circumstances, but it was very pivotal. But watching this, um, you saw more into issues with uh, some of the receivers and you know them learning the offense and working together with three different quarterbacks throughout the season who play three different ways. Um, probably the most uh, abnormal from all of them being John O'Corn because he fit more into a, a mobile mindset. So you're dealing with three very different uh, players who are running the offense, and so the receivers were suffering, the offensive line was suffering, and the quarterbacks, I thought a lot of it was, you know, the offensive line couldn't block, so the uh, quarterbacks couldn't produce, where watching the documentary, it's just kind of like, you know, I know the quarterbacks weren't like Heisman Trophy winners or anything, but maybe there was more there that was more of an issue than we thought during the season, or we were aware to. So uh, I, I feel like it was a 2017 was a perfect storm. And so it could be setting things up really nicely for 2018. I'm very optimistic after watching this. Um, I'm not coming out here and saying, you know, Michigan's going to come out. We're going to win the rivalry games. We're going to win the Big Ten. We're going to make it to the, the college football playoff. I'm not, I'm not coming out here and saying that. But I'm very optimistic about 2018 because I do think that 2018 – or 2017, um, was kind of, um, eh, fluke's not the right word and everything, but uh, basically the perfect storm. And so 2018 could be uh, a strong rebound. Yeah, and that's kind of well said, as you're saying. You know, I kind of feel the same way in watching this. Is is It's a great insight. And the interesting thing is, you know, knowing how our season went, but it, it, it's it's kind of like like you were saying it, this this past year was kind of a kind of a weird year. I mean, in a way, it's like you almost think we shouldn't have won eight games, <laughs> that many games, based on our production, and and only really you know tossing up six to eight touchdowns in, in the passing game and. And the offense just really struggled pretty much throughout the whole year, and the quarterback kind of changes left and right. You had a, a Wilton Spate moving, you know, he gets he's in there and he struggles, and then you know, and then he gets hurt, and then you got a corn coming in. He has a great game in the beginning, first game against Purdue, and then he 
struggles Peters out towards the end. He just gets really bad. And then you get Peters um, coming in, and he does really, really well in the beginning. And then he Peters out, and it's just um, it, 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 it kind of this that year was I, I almost said it, it's kind of like you got receivers that can't get off the block, you know, because I'm not even all the way going to blame the quarterback situation. And and you're talking about the offensive line was bad. They couldn't block with the darn on the right side, especially on the right side, but um, they couldn't block the save the life, uh, the quarterback. And so you had kind of like you were saying, the perfect storm of receivers had a hard time getting open. They're young, and we know that. You know, they're brand new from Michigan and starting, and you had an offensive line that was seemed to be adjusting, you know, uh, and you you saw Jim Harbaugh trying to make adjustments, kept putting, you know, substituting guys in there to see if he can get something to stick and work. And and then you had quarterbacks who couldn't handle the pressure of not having it get blocked, and Pep Hamilton mentioning that. And so, yeah, you get all these aligned planets, and the, everything's aligned, and it just seemed to be a bad year, even though we won eight games. And it seemed to me almost lucky that we actually got eight games if you think about it but it was such a weird year like you're talking about odd strange that the production we had on that side of the ball was so there's some good moments but it's i don't think i've seen it that ho-hum and boring and it seemed like offense would get the ball and we're like "Eh," you know the running game would get going and then passing game would be you know would be bad and kind of hold us up but uh yeah weird year and but like you said this coming year it's almost like there's so many things happening with michigan now you got warner coming in you got hamilton um seems to be on fire for this team you've got McElwain now here and you know you know the success he's had oh and it, to me, it just seems – I don't know about you, but you just – I'm getting good vibes this year from it because um, watching this documentary was really, really cool on the inside of a, a year that was tough for Michigan and seeing that these players know that it was tough and to see in the very beginning the defense really coming alive and, and wrecking this offense, and it really showed throughout the year. It never really changed, so um, – it was really good uh, insight into Michigan football, but it was a really tough insight into Michigan football because we know what happened. So. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, <laughs> it was interesting to say the least. So, yeah, um, yeah. It. I um, I, well, I've said it before. People are like, oh, well, people are going to be able to use it for trolling material. Blah blah blah. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah. honestly, it would be amazing if they were able to do something like that every year. Um, obviously, I don't uh, see that happening again probably for a while, uh, which is unfortunate because I see some uh, exciting special stuff coming up in the next couple of years probably. I don't know. Right. Uh, just uh, positive thinking there and everything. But, yeah, it – I'd be really kind of curious and interested to think what other people thought too. Right. Um, as far as uh, their opinions and, you know, other fans and viewers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll still kind of like leave it open and men- mention again, if anybody ever does want to call and uh, leave a voicemail, feel free to and share your thoughts. So, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything that we didn't cover last week that we might uh, want to bring up this week. But, I mean, I, I'm still super excited. Um, yeah. I, I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. I mentioned it on Twitter and everything. I am really excited about the wide receiver core. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. No, I saw you mentioning that on Twitter, and it was yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just like I said, it was just one of those things where I, the the wide, and I'm not really going to use this as an excuse. I'm just gonna. It's more for context, and I don't really have to say it because everybody knows it. But the wide receivers were young. 
one of the best ones we had got injured early on. The quarterbacks were not playing well. Right. And, and I'll say this now, I don't believe, and I'm not coming out and saying that it's going to be Shea Patterson, but right. I don't think Peters, in my own like thought process, opinion, this is nothing against him, and I, I'm not co- coming off of any like insider information or anything, I don't think that Peters is going to be the starter next year. Uh, yeah. It seems to almost be like a running theme where it's just like, hey, we're going to throw a new starting quarterback out, out there all the time. But uh, I don't really necessarily uh, see Peters coming back as the star, a starting quarterback. Hey, if it is, great. That's what it is. But anyway, so I, I – and just saying, feeling that optimistic, I feel like it's going to click better. And it's just kind of like – I don't. maybe it's just like one thing uh, that needs to come together and all of it clicks. You know, right. like some, sometimes – one person is offbeat. One person is half a step off, whether it's, uh, you know, blocking or stepping into a pass or running a route half half a step off. You know, it, it, I, I really feel that there's something that is just like one beat off. And once they get it, it could be right. explosive and really awesome. And we could be back to an offense that that clicks and that is actually able to score points and be productive rather than just simply relying on defense because we've said this all the time. Defense will win you championships and the defense is amazing, but they cannot carry the team. And I think that ties back into part of the thing that we've seen the issues where Michigan uh, always seems to suffer at the end of the year. And I think a lot of that is because – the defense essentially is carrying the team and you can only carry it so far. Yeah. And so they eventually run out of gas and as much as they put it on the line and everything, there's only so much they can do because they can't score uh, all the points either, even though they can score on defense, but I'm just saying they can't score all the points either. So, yeah. And that's exactly right. Is, is, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen some, uh, some heat on Don Brown too in this, you know, obviously <clears throat> I think he's a fantastic coach, but seems some heat on Don Brown talking about even his defenses have, have faded uh, in big games, you know, that they, you know, there's a couple games I can mention that they, you know, all they need was a stop and they didn't and they lost the game. But, uh, and there's and there's been key big games where his, even his defense didn't show up, whether it be in the fourth quarter. But I, but that's where I'm always taught mo- moving towards. Uh, you're talking about the defense that was new. You know, I think we had like one one starter from last that year, and you're really asking a lot. I think they produced more than they should have. He got so much out of them. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you get you got offense, you, and I think this defense knew it. I think this defense kind of looked back and said, well, we're on the field again and we're going to have to win this game. And sometimes it's just really, really difficult to, to rely on a team or that side of the ball. That's so young. And I'm not going to make that as an excuse, but it's, um, remember these, these players are still trying to relate to each other and still trying to work together, you know, and, and to throw them into a, 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 the stadium and, and practice and get them to work together like they have for two to three years is it's a lot to ask. And so I think Don Brown just did a great, he did a great job of, for what he had. And me, I always thought, I, you know, I've talked to you plenty of times and I've said, you know, defenses can only last so long. Certain ones can, especially a team like this, this young of a defense, when the offense has a hard time clicking and moving the ball and scoring points and sooner or later, you're just, just not going to do it. it. I will say this, the defense kind of came up small in the South Carolina game. And I realized Peters didn't help his case in the offensive line, but I think the defense in that particular game, you kind of let the ball drop. They could have won that game. All they had to do is you know, slow down South Carolina, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I like you said, I really have some great vibes, and I think I, I, th- I think you're going to see a whole new team come out than it did last year. I really do. And I think you're kind of hinting around to that that this offense might look drastically different 
because of the coaches and what's going on. I don't, I, I agree. I think this is offense is going to be kind of a, a different one than we saw last year. And that's, that's a good thing. I mean, it's a great thing, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see it. Uh, especially when we go up against Notre Dame, but uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say this as much as you were talking about the, uh, the idea of, you know, Don Brown's defenses, as some people would put coming up short. And, and I see that and I understand that. And I, I've mentioned, I mentioned a few things at certain points and definitely agree that South Carolina was probably the uh, most glaring point yeah. of that. But, um, but I'll say this in most cases, when anything could be stated for the defense, I know then there was the Penn State game, but we'll, we won't go into that conversation either. But in most cases where it was, you know, the defense needing one more stop and right. things like that, in most of those cases, what was on the opposite side of the field was the offense needed one more first down to run out the clock. Yeah, we meant, you mentioned that too. He's talking about all you need is a first down to, to seal the game. And they, yeah, they they had a tough time doing that. So. Yeah, when when your offense is not even being required to score points, just to be able to get first downs to close the game, and and I understand that it, it's a, in in the circumstance, and it's never easy even for good offenses because you know that's that's the critical part of the game and things like that, but you need to be able to be dependable for something. And this year for the offense, the only thing that they had going for them at different intervals was the running game. So, and that, and you know, you can get uh, first downs, you can get points. So while yes, I do agree that there are certain times where uh, there's definitely room for improvement. uh, I would say there would have to be a lot going on on offense and a lot of cleaning house and a lot of changing things on offense for the better before a uh, much criticism can happen with Don Brown. And I'm not saying that that's what you're doing um, at all, but also um, I do know this though, that with the staff that we have, and especially with the person that we have, uh, that we have in a coach is Don Brown is that he doesn't even think that way. Cause he, he'll recognize that and he will see what can be improved and he, he knows it. And so I'm fully comfortable and, aware that he'll be working on and always getting better and recognizing and seeing that the defense can be better and the defense could win some games when the offense falls short. And uh, like I said last time, I think Don Brown's really not going anywhere. He's very, uh, he's only interested really in college ball. And I think as long as Jim Harbaugh stays here, that there's a very good chance of Don Brown staying here until uh, he coaches his last game as a college football coach and goes into retirement. Right. No, I agree. Yep. Which yeah. would be fantastic in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're looking at when you dissect this documentary, it's really well done you know, visually and everything, but it, it it's tough because you're almost, you've got to look at it as that's the year. Yeah. You're going to have the players there, but man, this coaching has changed. And I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of changes and I'm talking about, I mean, we're bringing in two Warner and McElwain. We're talking about even Pep Hamilton's attitude and Jim Harbaugh too. We're talking about Jim Harbaugh last year. I've got a feeling even this year is much different than he was going to be last year. They even talked about Jim Harbaugh has got a new approach to what's going on. And, and I think, what you're seeing in this is going to be so much different than what you're going to see this year on the offensive side of the ball. Don Brown's going to be Don Brown. He's going to be coaching. And I think that's the part where you're looking at this and saying, we know what the defense can do. <laughs> it's going to be pretty stellar because you're going to have Hill long. You're going to have all that uh, defensive line wrecking people. You can have uh, middle linebackers just tearing it apart. And they're, he's going to have, <laughs> this is going to be excited to see them. But the offense has always had that question mark, and I think you're going to see something different here. And, you know, one of the things that's always interesting in seeing this is, yeah, you're getting the behind the scenes of all this, but every year you're seeing this, it seems to be years and years and years. I think Michigan might be getting a little bit antsy with, and and I am too, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
throw myself into that pile of people who are antsy about it is me. I'm kind of getting a little bit tired or I'm a little bit getting every year, not knowing what our quarterback's going to be, you know what I mean? And like you just said, you said, Peter's more than likely probably won't be the starter. (laughs) And, when we all clamored for him, even I did, because I thought he had a great spring game, and you know we saw him collapse at the in the bowl game. But to know that we're talking about another quarterback change, you know, we have another quarterback at center, and it probably is Shea Patterson, and I'm going to be all for that. And I think he's, I think he's got that swagger and that attitude to be behind center, even when the line collapses. But we're also talking Milton's there and McCaffrey, and what that's going to happen. It, it's that question mark that James. Every year, Michigan goes into the season, and every year it seems to be that quarterback situation where we just don't know. And I think me, I I want, you know what I mean? I want a year or two under my belt where we have that quarterback that we can say, oh, yeah, they're going to be the starter, and everybody else is going to be backups competing for that starting position. Yeah, that'll be the the day. That'll be nice. It's been a long time, hasn't it? I mean, it really has. It's been a a long time where we just said, well, well, you know who the starter's going to be. And, man, it seems every year we just – it's always these question marks at the quarterback position. I don't know. It's – I will tell you what, though. If Shea Shea Patterson gets cleared and plays and does well, then Michigan absolutely should be the first – University that every transfer quarterback looks at because you see what happened with Jake Rudock. Yeah. And you see what happened with Shea Patterson. I know John O'Corn is thrown into that too, but I don't I don't know. That that was a little bit different. He he was in the transfer situation where he had to sit out a year and things like that. But if you, if it's like a grad transfer or a situation like Ole Miss, if Shea comes through and everything Every quarterback that is able to go from one university to the next without having to sit out mm. automatically should look at Michigan if Shea comes out and Shea does well at all because it's just like two proven times that he, uh, if he's able to do that and everything, it's just like, why not? I mean, right. unless you have like some personality clash thing with the team or Harbaugh himself, if you don't, it's just like, I don't really see why not because that could be too huge effective. I think uh, it could be uh, big and very effective. So we'll, we'll see. We'll watch and know how that kind of moves forward. And when someday we have the answer to that looming question. So, but we are actually going uh, quite a while here with our time kind of here as we're wrapping up the hour. So, let me see. Uh, anything here, real quick, before we close? Or no, I think we covered it. So yeah, we'll want to put out. I mean, if uh, put the information out there, if you want to know and uh, share any information, you can contact us by email at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. You can always converse with us on Twitter at blue bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And uh, like I said, we're still interested. And we'll gladly listen to your voicemails if you get them in here uh, this week before we record next, which we'll either be recording we'll be recording sometime between Monday night and Wednesday night next week. Uh, so uh, call the voicemail 551-258-3276 if you're interested Again, that number is 551 Blue Bro. Let us know. You know we, we're not looking for record prediction or anything like that. Just your thoughts. You know, if you, if you watch the documentary, what you thought of it and what it makes you think for Michigan football looking forward. So, yep. with that, uh, I think we'll go ahead and end things here. And uh, we know that here's later in the week. We hope you guys are having a good. Uh, good rest of the week and everything and hopefully your friday gets here sooner rather than later we thank you guys for tuning in and as always we'll finish off with go blue go blue